The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Richard Brasher, Chief Executive of Pick and Pay, standing by. We'll chat to him in just a moment. Just a piece of breaking news out this evening from Los Angeles, where uh, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department has issued a report about Tiger Woods's crash uh, a couple of months ago. Um, he was doing nearly twice the speed limit. The speed limit in the downhill stretch of road where he crashed, 45 miles per hour. They say he was driving between 84 and 87 miles an hour. I mean, it's pretty clear that he was going quickly um and yeah so cause of accident explained that explanation is coming out as we speak this evening well richard brasher poised to retire as chief executive of pick and pay it's a job he's held since 2013 he joined the group from the uk where he'd been at the helm of the tesco business in that country have you achieved your goals richard brasher do you feel like uh, this is a, a you can put a, a firm line under it and uh, and rest happy yeah, evening, Bruce. Um, yeah, I think so. It's been, uh, I can't believe it's 35 years. I mean, I used to think I was the bright young thing and now I suddenly <laughs> realise where the hell did that all go. But uh, no, it's been a great journey. I've really enjoyed it. And I have to say, the last eight and a half years have been uh, have been quite special, you know. So so I've never, I've never operated in Africa before and, uh, and, and it's, been, uh, it's been memorable. What did David Cameron say? I also used to. I used to be the future once um, <laughs> when he resigned um, uh, from, uh, from from politics in, in the UK. I mean, when you when you accepted the pick and pay job, you were running uh, the Tesco operations in the UK. It was a big job. It was a good job. Um, why did you accept the pick and pay job all those years ago? Um, you know, I've been there for twenty six, twenty seven years. So you know, part, you know, part of my adult life. Um, the the CEO at the time uh, was retiring or was stepping down and doing different things, which is roughly what I'll be doing as well. Um, and uh, it was a race of two people and I came second. Okay. Um, and it wasn't so much I was sort of disappointed in not having got it because it was a company I love and, and, and it was a great experience. My disappointment was as the, is the person they gave it to, which I thought was a an absolute terrible decision, um, as it proved I was right and they were wrong. Because the wheels did come off quite spectacularly. I mean, I've never heard you being that blunt about it, but I mean, it's uh, um, you know, Tesco fell on hard times after that. Yeah, look, I think when any company uh, progresses as fast as uh, as we did in those days, um, then there there would be some there would be some you know, oops. No, no, you're there. The no, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm here. I can hear someone else. Anyway, um, okay, Richard, shall we redial you? I think let's do that um, because we can't have you being distracted. Um, because what yeah, I want to do um, is find out what your first impression was of Raymond Ackerman. But let's let's uh, cut this link. Uh, and producers, please make a fresh contact with Richard Brasher, Chief Executive at Pick and Pay, this evening. Thirty-five years in retail, he's stepping down in a couple of weeks as Chief Executive of Pick and Pay. It's a job that he got in 2013. Um, and let's have a proper discussion with him. We can't have any interference coming through. Back with Richard Brasher, Chief Executive at Pick and Pay. We were being rudely interrupted, but I believe we have a clean feed now. Um, you were offered the job as a headhunting firm, global headhunting firm, came looking, came knocking, um, and you had a meeting with Raymond Ackerman and I think uh, his son Gareth, the chairman now of Pick and Pay. What was your first impression of them? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was. I, I knew of the company before. I visited South Africa a few times, but um, and I knew of Raymond. I think I actually did meet him a number of years ago because 
Pig and Pay had always sort of punched above its weight internationally um, because of the uh, founding values of, of the business. And, and meeting, uh, meeting retailers, you kind of know who's the real deal. And I met with Raymond and, and Wendy because they're a double act. And, uh, and he was the real deal and unfortunately still is the real deal. So, you know, that was, that was part of me being seduced into uh, leaving Europe or, or, or not going to America or not going to Asia and, and coming here to Cape Town. Well, a couple of years ago, I was having an interview with Raymond Ackerman, and I was uh, recalled that he'd mentioned you. So I went back into the archive and I found this little extract. And I'd, I'd said to him, what was the biggest mistake you ever made? What was the biggest error of judgment you ever made? Luckily, it's not about you, but uh, that was the opening question to Raymond Ackerman. And here's his answer. Any failure, if I can call it a failure, was about seven years ago when for three years we didn't grow. We still made profit. And I realized that all my things that I did in the 70s and 80s and 90s were fine, but I wasn't really interpreting the overseas side as much as I should. I was being too focused on how I built pick and pay and not enough on how we're going to go forward. And decided, and Gareth and I decided to find an international CEO, which was a terrific change for me, because I love promotion from within. But the moment we met this guy, because we, we went to one of these placement firms, I, I just clicked with Richard Brasher right away, and he felt it too. And uh, that was a very important move, because I'd been very, very strong about promotion from within. And my CEOs had come through, Sean and Nick Babington, who's a lovely guy, one of our best managers, but he wasn't up to being a CEO in today's competitive world. So that change when we decided to go for an international guy was a very basic change, and he's done a wonderful job for us. There we go. Um, you clicked. It was like your eyes met across a crowded room, Richard Brasher. Um, that's how Raymond Ackerman remembered it, remembered it anyway. How much trouble was Pick and Pay in? I mean, you came in, he clearly realised that he needed global expertise. The world of, of retail had moved on and Pick and Pay was in a bit of a time warp, it seems. Yeah, it's, it's always difficult when you've got a long and successful history to, uh, to fully appreciate when you're, when you're in, in, in trouble. Um, I mean, I think, I think in fairness to Gareth and the team, they had got the right strategy, um, but they hadn't done enough for the last 10 years and they tried to do too much in a couple of years. So I think we were experiencing sort of massive indigestion and sort of breakfast, lunch and dinner all at once. So um, I, I think part of the first challenge was to get people to realise that we were sort of flying upside down 50 feet off the water, as opposed to it's going quite nicely and I'm sure it'll improve soon. So... So we had to sort of be quite immediate in terms of uh, the early the early months. In fact, I remember starting early once I fully appreciated that the challenges that we were facing. I mean, it was one of the criticisms of pick and pay um, was that it had focused too much on two attempts at expanding into Australia and it had its uh, uh, tail whipped both times and it come back to South Africa. And in the meantime, the, the rest of the retail sector was evolving within the South African economy. Woolworths was growing and it had become the predominant uh, food seller in South Africa, food retailer in South Africa. And Whitey Basson had really created a very firm base for the ShopRite group in South Africa – 
and um, you know, things like distribution centers had expanded and uh, pick and pay hadn't focused on those sorts of basics. And there was quite a lot of that, that sort of rebuilding stuff that had to be done. Yeah, but at its heart, it, it was a great brand. I mean, that's mm. why I came, <clears throat> because, you know, I, I really like the, the fundamental values that Raymond uh, in, embedded in the business, even when it was small. And I, and I desperately wanted to have an opportunity to prove the good guys could still win. Um, so although we were although we were quite challenged, and everyone would recognize that, we did have the biggest and best brand. So, so the job was made easier. I think if we'd had a tough brand and we were in trouble, it's harder to uh, harder to turn it round. But we but we have and we did. And I think that um, many of the things that were on paper are now in place. Um, and uh, you know, we don't win every game, but we don't lose every game. And I think that we, you know, I always enjoyed the banter and competition with uh, with Whitey Basson. Um, and, uh, you know, he did a great job. But I think there's plenty of room in the marketplace for people to do good jobs. And, and I think our future is looking pretty positive. I mean, you've, you've spent a lot of money since 2013 opening new pick and pays. You, you've expanded the pick and pay network uh, quite considerably. I think when you took over, uh, you had fewer than a thousand stores. I mean, there are more than twice as many now um, than when you took over. That's a considerable expansion drive. Yeah, I was slightly surprised, actually. I mean, as you come to the end of something, you look back a little bit. You, you can have a few moments of reflection. And we have opened sort of eight or 900 stores over the years. Um, <laughs> we do, all no, of, hold all on. Of can, we just, can we just pause for a moment? It's not, oh, we opened. We didn't. Yeah, we went for breakfast and then we had some tea and then we had lunch. I mean, this is a considerable expansion. I mean, it's doubling the size, the footprint of the business. I mean, it's it's enormous. Yeah, but the thing about, I mean, I've been doing this 35 years, so it's sort of True. what we do, Bruce. So, so, so I'm probably not always as surprised as other people. I mean, I, I tell you, one thing that did surprise me is I found that some of the Russian operators were opening 2,000 stores a year. So whenever you think you're doing a lot, you can find someone who's doing a lot more, um, admittedly in, in a bigger in a bigger landmass and, uh, and three times the population. But, but no, I think, you know, ba- main, mainly... What we've opened is smaller, tighter, closer to where people are. I think the, the days of opening really big boxes, you know, the sort of, I saw the adverts from the past of opening up hypermarkets in South Africa where, you know, there's the size of a small spaceship. I, I think those days are, are probably behind behind us. But, but I think smaller convenience stores close to where people live. And obviously the new advent is, is, is storeless in terms of online and e-commerce, which has clearly had a big boost you know, with this sort of tragic situation with with COVID. Yeah. I mean, the old adverts, pick and pay, hypermarket, bring your car in, you can park it. I remember that from an awfully long time ago <laughs> um, because there was a revolution. I mean, Raymond Ackerman uh, was revolutionary in supermarketing in South Africa, and I think a lot of people forget about that. Um, he built the, the checkers business before Greatermans fired him and then bought the four uh, uh, pick and pay stores, the initial pick and pay stores that uh, had been uh, created in Cape Town. And those four pick and pay stores today uh, at last count anyway 1945 you've probably added a, f- a few more since then when you look at your your achievements though within pick and pay what do you think is the biggest thing what are you most proud of um i, I think one of the, the things i'm most proud of is it's the same team that were getting a drumming when i turned up are roughly the same team that have uh, had many successes now over recent years so 
you know, I think leadership is always important. You know, I think the job of the leaders to help people be better than they would be on their own. Um, but probably the most important thing is I've introduced uh, an appetite for change. I think, uh, you know, sometimes I find, you know, and, and this is maybe a general comment, sometimes uh, what I found here is a, a good excuse is a close cousin of success. And, and the reality is it was our fault. We did it and we had to take responsibility for it. And I think that recognition is now people are looking forward, not looking back. I think, you know, we had a great, you know, Raymond created one of the best sort of um, South African retail greatest hits albums and everyone could whistle the tune. The problem was we hadn't had a hit for a while. Mm. So we had to stop yeah. stop looking back in a black and white movie loop and start looking forward. And I think that appetite in the business is definitely there. And also in, you know, in, in, in our... In our boxer brand, especially, which is which is also part of the pick and pay group. Yeah, and, bo- and boxer. I mean, it's lower income consumers, um, and and it's also seen a massive expansion um, over time as well. Um, your successor is a man called Peter Boone. He is Dutch. Um, are South Africans dreadful shopkeepers? Do you think? No, I don't think they are. <laughs> I mean, you know, Whitey Busson, um, you know, uh, Graham O'Connor. Obviously, Gareth and uh, Raymond Ackerman. You know that I could keep going. There's yeah, plenty yeah. of South Africans. No, no, I'm being, I'm being facetious. I'm be, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I am being facetious, but a lot of South African retail companies are run by internationals, I, I, and it goes back to Raymond Ackerman's point as to why he hired you. Pick and, he felt pick and pay needed a global perspective. Um, is it that fundamentally different? Uh, it, it, the, look, the honest truth is, you're only as Good as your last shopping experience so the truth is is that uh, you you have to you have you have to look where you can find the best talent and not always are they going to be down the road from where you live you might have to go and find it from someone else i mean i don't think lionel messi who plays for barcelona is actually spanish as it goes but i don't think anyone's complaining so as long as you're good i think that you can uh, you can you can work anywhere in the world and I think probably there's a relative shortage of very strong international retailers around the world, uh, judging by the number of phone calls you get. Uh, and I think that there's some great talent in South Africa that's coming through nicely, even, even especially in Big Bay. Have you had one of those calls? I mean, are you, are you hanging up your, what do retailers hang up? Uh, those little white hats and, <laughs> and white coats from the deli section. I don't know what retailers hang up. You don't hang up a stethoscope. Um, you've been in retail 35 years. You are 58. There is potentially, if you'd like it, another CEO job in you, I'm sure, if you wanted it. Uh, what, what is the plan? No, I think if I wanted to be a CEO, I'd still be the CEO of Pick and Pay as it goes. Um, so I've had a I've had a fantastic eight eight and a half years here. Um, I've got other things I want to do before uh, I properly retire. A retirement is just a, a way of ending something and starting something new. So uh, I'll be I'll continue to work, but maybe not twenty four seven. I think that the challenge with a CEO job in retail is we're never shut. Um, there's always something good going on somewhere, but there's always something going, bad going as well. And, uh, and, and it tends to, the bad stuff finds you quicker than the good stuff. So I think I, I've, I've done what I wanted to do. I've proved to myself what I needed to prove. Um, and uh, I feel very comfortable and, and, and comfortable that we found a good successor. And uh, I think especially in this terrible sort of year of COVID, which uh, we've all experienced, um, we've probably 
had one of the best years um, since Raymond Ackerman, the Raymond Ackerman era, to be honest. I think it's it's everything's come together. The team's done a great job uh, and, and I'm really proud to have been part of it. Uh, what has happened, I mean, uh, without going to the specifics, I mean, do you stay in South Africa? Do you go back uh, to the United Kingdom? Where, what is the plan? Yeah, the funny thing is, is that you, if you do come as from overseas, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a permanent resident here now. My son's at uh, Varsity, my wife runs a business, and uh, <laughs> we built our home here. So, so I'm not on a piece of elastic that immediately goes back to London. You know, I love London as well, but uh, I'm going I'm to use South Africa as my base. Um, hopefully when the skies open, I can go and do things in other parts of the world if I, if I choose. And bizarrely, with this sort of Zoom moment, you know, I could have probably run the company from the moon. So there's lots of other things that you can do based in what has to be the most beautiful country in the world. Okay, so you're sticking around. I mean, David Neal at Clicks, he came from Boots in the UK and did a very successful turnaround of Clicks as well. He's stuck around. He's taken non-executive directorships on South African companies. I'm not sure what else he's up to, but certainly uh, publicly, he uh, still plays a, a very important role in South African business circles. Do you see yourself doing that here as well? I think I do some of that. I think, you know, obviously I've uh, got lots of contacts around the world um, given what I've been doing. Um, and I, I, I want to keep learning, to be honest. Um, so, you know, it won't necessarily be sort of sitting on someone's audit committee, um, you know, for a large multinational just to prove that I'm still alive. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm, I'm more interested in people and more interested in uh, in furthering my education and, and I sort of feel like I've got quite exciting opportunity now to be a bit more plural um, and I'm hopeful some of that will be here in South Africa as well. Richard Brescia, lovely having you. Thank you very much indeed.